0: Oh, let's clap it off, man.
1: That's yeah, you could be here. A Thursday good. pod, rare Thursday pod. Rare Thursday pod. And I like Thursday
0: night football. It ain't going to be shitty. It ain't going to be shitty. That's right. I like it. One, yep. two, three.
1: Damn, be a
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and Brandon sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 173 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor please subscribe, leave five stars, tell friends, friend, shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandon, and with me, as always, MA and four. Most awesome.
1: MA and four. Sons of four. God damn. Yeah, <laughs> man. Woo.
0: Oh, that was insane. If you guys haven't seen this, just Google Suns Guy in four. He's on Cameo now. We'll get to it when I talk about while
1: haywa- He's making haymakers yeah. while the sun shines. Ooh, you like also- that? Yeah,
0: I mean, it did look like he was a little attacked, for sure. Like, you saw the guy, he did, like, kind of the look away, like he was walking out, and then he kind of looks. The
1: Nuggets like- guy did the yeah. pussy, ah, okay, we're done, and then trying to sucker yep, punch. And it
0: dives into it with a yeah. sucker punch. Yeah, does yeah. like a little Mahomes, like no look, like I'm going to just start. And it's in what this guy does is insane. Like I've never watched one guy just like upper kind of dominate another dude so fast while he's actually talking shit to the other dude. He throws a couple swings upstairs to the other guy. Yes. The other guy, probably not this other Nuggets, like fans, like best friend, because he doesn't really dive in there. Like he makes yeah. a little bit of an effort and he's just like, oh, I'm just going to watch you. Catch these uppercuts!
1: Like he wasn't about the- it for sure. Yeah. Was not about it. Did not want the smoke. And it's rare that the that the higher guy in that situation loses. Usually That's the lower right, guy yeah. gets fucking pummeled. <laughs> you know that from medieval days. You want the higher ground. You right, know, like exactly. and arrows. I mean, this but, guy just basically got more leverage for his uppercut. Like he's coming from like a literal like. He almost he. I almost wonder if he was a hockey fan too because he got a hold of the Nuggets jersey. Kind of held oh, yeah. a little position. Z- yeah. A little jersey. Kept a couple shots there. right there. And then was you're right talking shit to his boy, kind of like you want some of this. Quack, 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 quack. Yeah, that uh, the, the original dude getting hit must have been in shock because he kind of holds there for like a couple. Yeah. Like
0: there's no like trying to like squirm free or like punch him off. Like he's just kind of sitting there, like kind of like boxing. His face. A little bit of what we saw with that Paul Mayweather fight, just a lot mm, of covering the face, just a, a lot couple, of hugging, hugging a lot of hugging, a lot, a a lot, lot of fucking
1: yeah. John. But then the the cap on it was just hitting him with. Sons in four, which couldn't have been the better like exclamation shit talk point that you could have had. Sons in four. Sons in yeah, four. I just hang you up. I just fucking wrapped you up. I'm gonna talk shit. Oh man, that dude is fucking that dude is shit. Perfect
0: exclamation point. Well, you guys have MAB in 60, and here's what we're running down today. We're doing right from the <laughs> headlines. We're doing NBA peek in chapter three. We're gonna you know, doing does MA have it. That's right. We got a little we got a oh. challenge for email, emailed in, um, talking about some of the most memorable sports moments of all time. They want to know who that memorable sports moment was against. So we'll pull up those questions. MA has not right. seen it. We'll dive into that. We're going to hit that inbox for sure. we do the Neapolitan Showdown. We're talking top Matthew McConaughey performances. All right, all right, all right. And we're going to do a little a Gambling Corner. I'm going to surprise you guys here. We're going to talk a little, little early college football championship Oz. I know that makes M.A. happy. And then we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now.
1: Extra, extra. Read all about it. I'm talking front page
0: story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your oh, come on. All right, buddy, right from the headlines, NBA peak in Chapter 3. Why are we talking about that this week, brother?
1: Oh, man, we have just had a fucking blitzkrieg of NBA storylines. It's insane. It's, it's insane.
0: Crazy. This is the most This is the most NBA playoffs I've ever watched, and gambling has helped. Sure. And it's, uh, it's been wild while because there's not um, – we talk about on the macro right now just kind of what pulls you in and then talk about some of the storylines and then look at the game specifically – what pulls you in right now is it's anybody's rodeo, right, bro? I mean, with all these injuries and stuff happening, like who knows? Yeah, we have like a like a Suns Sixers? Are we going to have like a Clippers Bucks? Like I'm like every combinations on the table.
1: Yeah, we haven't. I mean, when you know LeBron lost early to the Suns, it definitely shook him up big time, right? Because then it's like, all right, yeah. there's no like consensus. This team's coming out of the West. There there just isn't. And, you know, fucking the Clippers were on the ropes. Now the Clippers are, are you know, looking like they could be the front runner. Then they get dinged with, you know, the unfortunate injury of uh, Kawhi Leonard and a possible ACL tear and put him out for the playoffs. Um, you know, you've had the the Nets with two injuries and then, you know, seeming like, well, maybe they're going to get bowled over by the Bucs here. And fucking Durant stands on his head and has the unbelievable game five performance. Absolutely. You know. You have, you know, coaches getting, you know, getting the boot out, right? You've got, uh, oh, we didn't even talk about Chris Paul entering the health and safety uh, protocol. Yeah, yeah. Possible, you know, that's a huge shake them up right there. So I mean, there's just been an incredible amount of like storylines, and like you said, it's anybody's ball game because once to see, like, all right, I thought Utah was going to take care of the, the Clippers. Now the Clippers I are don't, up three to three don't get two.
0: Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll get into that. So uh, let's take it one trip at a time and we'll finish with one we'll really dig into, but right now let's talk nets and bucks. Uh, you mentioned a little bit, Kevin Durant yes. standing on said, uh, like going into that, like, I mean, I, I bet heavy on the bucks. Cause there's just like, Oh, like there's, yeah. there's no, it's all over. And we talked about on the previous spot coming into this, when we knew the injury had happened that Kevin Durant needed uh, not only for his like kind of own psyche when we're talking about beefs, but I mean, just to keep the team alive, but even see more than that, like Durant did want to show everyone just the level of superstar he is. And I think that performance vaulted him into an honest conversation of top 10 players of all time. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, back against the wall, right. You're going against a full Bucks team and you've lost your two superstar players. Yeah, this is a regular
0: season, right? I mean, this is yeah. like the second round of the playoffs.
1: You know, and and Durant, and it's you've got to do it. Now he did have Harden in the game, but Harden really was more of a distraction than anything. You know, he, he didn't do much in that game. I think he was like one for 10 in the game. You know, he was just a fifth body out there, but he completely dominated from the start. Uh, unbelievable shots late in the game. Went for, I think it was 47 points, a triple-double, 47 yeah. points, 17 rebounds, huge, and 10 assists. I mean, he did it fucking all and just carried that. Anytime he wanted a shot, he got the shot that he wanted. And what we were saying about earlier is, is like all of the off-the-court stuff takes away from his brilliance on the court. And he really needed to kind of, you know, remind the masses, if you will, hey, I'm the best fucking player in the league right now. Yeah, and your- you guys should all recognize this.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. And for guys, if you haven't looked at the stat line, obviously, like, it's a stat line that has never been reached. Like, it's – I mean, it's a, it's an unbelievable, like, one for the books, like, playoff performance. You guys have all heard that by now. I don't – like, he wasn't talking to the masses, right? I think he was talking to, like, the like the, the outskirts fans, the fans that don't watch a ton of regular season games that still want to, like, cheer on a roof there, Luka Doncic or whatever, that want to talk a little bit of Kevin Durant. And you're totally right. Like, that off-the-court stuff, like, overshadows just – how good this guy is. And he needed that, like, all eyes are tuned in, watching me. There's no, like, how much of it was Steph Curry. There's no, like, how much of it was, like, James Harden. It was just, like, it's a thousand percent, like, Kevin Durant. This is what I could be and I am, like, and don't guilt me for, you know, like, being what the league is now and kind right. of like in these super teams. Like, if you guys need to know, like, how much, like, because he got into it a little late, like, he just, he ended up being drafted by, you know, a team that has two, I, like i obviously hall, like uh, james harden hall of famer i don't is like russell westbrook hall of famer i don't know i guess that's borderline he but
1: might be with the with the triple double all, all stars all stars
0: yeah. at least so he got on that so we never saw him just kind of journey off on his own where maybe we saw a little bit of that from lebron in cleveland but he's a little he's like that half quarter generation after lebron where this was really starting to happen and just he never really had the opportunity to just kind of like show off and go off by himself and we saw that like last night and when all the spotlights were last night what a couple nights ago when all the spotlights were on and it was just like i, I mean if you didn't know now you know <laughs> like, yeah yeah, yeah. Know like that's just yeah. like you're up to date about yeah. i mean and he did it like all the like defensive end uh driving to the basket when that energy is running a little low i mean just like we're talking like deep threes like lethal threes and especially in that fourth quarter like just i mean some clutch when the Bucks felt like they were ca- crawling in a little bit, like just pull up and shoot it, and then that kind of like, which we both love, I know, like the acting like you've been their face, like it's not mean mugging, it's not like the fucking corny three goggles, it's just like boom, that's what I do, like yeah. I just like in your face and that dad.
1: yeah, and it's and this is all coming against a former two-time MVP of the league, Giannis Antetokounmpo, a, a good Bucks team with, like I said, full health chris middleton Drew holiday who they brought in this is a, a good team right and he dismantled them almost single-handedly
0: yeah why, why are they good so i did watch a lot of so there's two things i want to get into so don't let me forget but let's sure. get into Giannis right now uh so i i noticed he's pulling back on the threes a little bit which is good because it's not i mean i know he went like seven for seven in the all-star game or something but this actually yeah. has it's involved but you, like you see him give up those threes a little bit, he did hit one. I think he went like uh, I don't know two for four or something. There's this weird like running start thing that he's doing now, or like he's been going in the regular season. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like he'll have his guy just like a foot behind the free throw line, and he'll get the pass there, and he'll go back by the three point line, dribble backwards, and then just get that head of steam. Yeah. I mean, this is this effective long term? Is this?
1: Well, this is him trying to manufacture. He's an incredible athlete, a lot of power, huge, like strides. So he, he he so the whole thing about Giannis is they wall him up and they he can't take outside shots. Like he, you know, you couldn't do that to Kevin Durant because you couldn't let him just go out three feet to the three. He's gonna kill you every time. And they yeah. do this with Giannis, so they they sag as much on him as they as they want. So now he's trying to literally like. Careen himself into the wall, the defensive wall that they established. This is what Toronto did to the bucks last year, two years ago, when they won the title, as they just walled off the lane. And that's exactly where he wants to go. So now he's trying this thing where it's like, yeah, to your right, it's basically, like, all right, let's get a head of steam yeah, going downhill. Fucking Red Rover.
0: Like, he's yeah. going back, and <laughs> right, saying, honestly, right, right over. He's just like, comes barreling in there. I mean, it's fine uh do you see like kind of a cap on this bucks team like is
1: yeah the the there's something yeah their their offense is is horrific and their 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 game plan was poor because like i said we we talked about harden was out there uh with a with a mild hamstring i mean he was not effective at all
0: shouldn't have been out there like I mean, you're yeah. totally right. I mean, I mean, plenty of people have said it before me specifically, but I mean, they weren't even taking advantage of it. I mean, they were treating him like he's James Harden, and he's just like, he's not. He's like sixty percent James Harden.
1: Yeah, and I said, I sat there. We were watching that game, and I was like talking to a couple guys that were Bucks fans. I was like, before the game started, I, don't know, I you know, we have this podcast, but where everyone was going, like you said, it was like, go at James Harden, go at him defensively every single time. You're either going to knock him out of the game or he's not going to be able to defend your guys. So yeah. and we didn't do that. We saw it time and time again where they're going at Kevin Durant or they're they're not they're not trying to isolate those matchups and that was a bad bad decision by Bunholzer. And his you know Mike Bunholzer is is a guy who has been like great in the regular season and then in the playoffs is like really just gacked on it like a couple years ago it was, you know, they, he had uh, Giannis on a very like limited minutes, not minutes restriction, but basically like he had it very scheduled. He didn't plan more than, you know, 32, 34 minutes a game. And that was for the long haul of the, the regular season. And it stemmed in that way in the playoffs. It's like, no, in your playoffs, your guys got to Your best guys got to play and you got more time off. So it's not like you're doing back to back. So he can play 36 minutes or 40 minutes in a game. And so he, he, took those those governors off and now Giannis and those guys are playing more minutes but they're playing undisciplined and their offense looks horrific they they get into one or two sets and then they don't know how to kind of flow thereafter and a little bit of it is is because they have Giannis who is such this like athletic freak who isn't a center but is as big as one and is athletic and do all these things, but he's kind of limited by the fact that he doesn't have a great jump shot. So they really struggle to find uh, movement to free him up and get him into spots that make sense, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is I, we'll definitely see another opening here at the end of the season with the Bucks if uh, the win the Nets take care on because I know I don't think that the Nets are going to be able to, or the Bucks are going to be able to beat them.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Like, uh, no, we still have one right now. It's in the fourth quarter. Uh, the bucks are ahead by five, but I think like we were talking about earlier in the text thread to me, like, uh, it's, you know, to get those extra couple days of rest and maybe if you can't get this, like having a little bit, cause it seems like Harden gains, like, you know, five to 7% each time like rolls out there. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, to win the chip, like it's just, it's really unfortunate to have like all the pieces together and be one of the only teams like on your side of the bracket that has all your players ready to go, and then just have an offense that looks that, that stagnant. Speaking of stagnant offenses, we'll definitely talk about the Jazz later, but not quite yet. Um, let's. Show, oh, that is what I have left. Oh, look at that! I oh. did get So oh. nice, and I walked it back. All right, Jazz and Clippers. Um, last night. Clippers able to take a 3-2 lead over the Jazz in Utah. A wireless
1: uh, clipper.
0: Wireless Clippers. Uh, what did you think happened to this? Did you okay? So here's my thought. like the first two games, like the Jazz looked absolutely dominant. And yeah. speaking about offenses, we look at that offense of the Jazz in the second half, didn't hit a three until I think like two minutes left. And it was a couple threes that actually didn't fucking matter. Love right. Donovan Mitchell, love him pulling up. Uh, I guess we can do a little bit of the positives, and then let's jump into just the shortcomings of the Jazz, and then we'll get into complimenting actually what Paul George can be yes. when he's really to dri- dribble penetrate as opposed to pulling up. So those those are our benchmarks. But right now, tell um, Donovan Mitchell. Is he like the third most lethal deep three shooter in the league? Where do you have him? Like, I mean, there's just some, and definitely second half last night was not talking about it but there there's just like distance on his three that kind of it's not seth like it's not quite that from anywhere like he definitely has a few chosen spots but it's a little you know damian lillard-esque of just like no no distance is too far from the from the basket
1: yeah he's definitely he's definitely bringing that up um and that is definitely evolving in his game. And we, we we've seen a little bit more in this series. Um, his three point shooting is not as lethal as those two guys that you mentioned. Um, but yeah, I think he's, he's becoming better. I mean, he's, he's, he's an unbelievable playmaker, uh, huge wingspan and his shooting has really started to come to life. And it's, you know, he can, he's been dinged up with, you know, ankle injuries and kind of nauseous, you know, in game one, he was kind of, out of it so um i I think he's gonna be up there i think that's gonna be the evolution but i'm trying to think if there's a third deep ball three shooter that's that's uh, the volume score the way like those other two guys are you know what i mean like he's got to be up there i think he's pretty close i think that's a good call
0: yeah i think it's close there and also like his um it's nice for him to also have obviously his dribble penetration is a little different like it's not Steph Curry's game. I think he gets a lot of shine in comparison to Dwayne Wade, which not which might not be like terribly off the mark. Speaking of paint though, let's uh, this is a good segue. It seemed to be working for cuz the three ball obviously wasn't there for them in the second half. They started off hot and then it cooled off and they kind of kept going back to it. It seemed like they got a little bit more positive things were happening when they were dribbling in the into the paint and drawing a little bit of contact and moving the ball. Do you feel like they got away from that? Because I like I so here's the two things I'll remove because Gobert had like three putbacks like he totally showed up on the scene, uh, like three putbacks in a row for like a quick six points and three straight possessions and I think that was like early in the fourth if not late in the third. And then I, and that comes from, and the announcers brought it up. This wasn't my thought, but it's a great point. Like that comes from all those shots that were attempted. One was a three, but the other two were in the paint. Cause those are going to be, you know, shorter rebounds where Gobert can actually get that chance. Cause he's going to be skying above everybody. And I just, I really felt like you needed the whistle and you need to be going in the paint for the jazz. And it just, it seemed like there was a little bit of momentum. And even when that was still happening, like they got back from it and just went back to shooting the three.
1: Yeah. And it's a little bit of like they're defaulting to their style of play. Cause, like we talked about, I think with our podcast with Tom, is, is they shot the most threes, I think in like a per game average. Like, I think that was like a record. They, yeah. they just shot a tremendous amount of number threes. And, and that's by design, is, is they, they had, you know, uh, Bogdanovich and Joe Ingalls uh, and Clarkston and all these guys are going to jack threes and, and Mike Connolly and, and Donovan Mitchell. Um, what I felt like you're right is is that when it started to st- when when they because there's been I think in these five games, there's been three periods of time in these games where they've been rudderless offensively. They have kind of just like stagnated and they couldn't get the threes to go down. Uh, and I think that there was times where and this is where we're probably missing like Mike Connolly, you know, but you would have thought that this role would have gone back to, to to Donovan Mitchells is like, let's really um, let's really blitz them with pick and roll. They're, they're, the, the Clippers are, are small and even smaller now with Kawhi not playing. But they're basically playing like Mark uh, Morris at the, at the center position and Nicholas Batum and these other guys. Like, let's just pick and roll them, try and beat them up in the paint and get it in there. And, you know, the Clippers credit that I do like, they, they, to, they tend to try and blitz the, the ball handler when they bring it up. And they try and make them force it and get out of there and break their rhythm pretty quickly. Um, but I would have thought that they would have tried to get it in, not get it in the post, but, you know, drive to the lane, flip it up off the glass and see if, you know, Gobert can clean it up with a rebound or tip back or, or get it back out. And that's the thing when that's when they're probably the deadliest is when you get an offensive rebound, you kick it back out to the three as the defense is recovering, you get some some better looks that way.
0: There's a You're right. Like uh Clippers had like great recovery time because it felt like they were always kind of double teaming or like 1.5 teaming Donovan Mitchell it would like come up there and at least like get a hand in the passing lane. There weren't like a ton of steals. I mean, there's some turnovers on the jazz punch, which you have to credit the Clippers defense at least a little bit on that. Yeah. They would um shit. What was my point? my point was, oh yeah, the pick and roll, you know why the pick and roll doesn't work with the fucking jazz? It's like, Gobert can't put the fucking ball on the ground, he can't yeah. do it, like he has to, every time he took one dribble, and we saw it, I think there was a pretty crucial possession in the fourth, where like, you know, he got a pass, and it was kind of you know, it was about like four feet away from the basket, and he took one dribble, and the dribble was like, so awkward, and just unnecessary to get close to the basket, and then it just gets muffled and muddled, I mean, he's great at putbacks, he has the size and you get to him, but like like picturing him catch the ball like just right inside the paint, like at like right below the free like the free throw line is just it's just not gonna not part of his game.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, you're right on that. And so maybe that's why they're not doling that out. But they- yeah, they do. You're right because they always like Gobert runs up and sets the pick, but they also they don't have to
0: be true to it. They don't have to keep it honest because it's just like all right, like hit him with them. like let's watch yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy dribble. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: right, right. right. This is
0: gonna be entertaining for all of us. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so let's talk about a little bit of Paul George who shut me the fuck up. Like, uh, I know I call this guy out as, you know, a little bit of being able to disappear and to be that superstar. Um, You know, I I think there were conversations, obviously, a couple of years ago about him being comfortable with the number two, which he doesn't have a problem with, but to see him kind of, you know, put that cape back on in this number one role and step into it. I I just think the overall macro note that you've got to just applaud is he knew what would have to happen. You don't have the drive penetration with Kawhi not being there. So him deciding to put the ball and really like get that head of steam. And I'm like, Giannis, you know, he doesn't have to get like a fucking running start Just stand there. Like has that quick, like first step and then able to really like looking for that contact and looking to finish
1: really. Impressive. Yeah. This is going back to the days when he was, you know, with the Pacers. Right. And it's like, he was the sole, you know, offensive, you know, a uh, uh, person um it's it's it, you just reminded me or made me think of it it's like it's like it's a lesser version of what we talked about with the, the it's like oh we we needed to be reminded that this guy yeah, is I, was, like, I was
0: thinking about it. i was kind of thinking about how that happened within two days of each other like you said it'd been yeah. a wild week and it was just like a couple dudes reminded us it's just like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm at that level
1: yeah i am a i'm an elite player i'm uh in the upper tier of all stars that are here and i know i haven't fucking showed up but our backs are against the wall we're on the road Our you know the uh, mvp playoff mvp or finals mvp is going to be out probably for the rest of the season and we need to win and i fucking dropped 37 and you know had 16 huge boards and you know uh you know had clutch buckets you know and played a big big load of minutes
0: God, you remember when I had an amazing transition and I didn't realize I was going to go to this game, and so I bailed and apologized for it, but then I was like, it was an awesome transition, but me talking about it, it kind of like sucks. Like when you kind of do something awesome and you got to like chat about it, it's yeah. just kind of like, that's terrible. So anyway, this transition is going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah. So Hawks for 76ers. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Let's just do like two back-to-back trash transitions. Uh, Hawks win uh, two neurosis last time we talked of them. Talked about him. Go up three, two. Are the Hawks gonna win this series before we just jump into the million things we have to talk about about this?
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Are they gonna win the series? Oh, 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 are they gonna oh yeah? Let's keep it simple. I don't know, man. Too, bad, man. Too, uh, on Sunday, I thought that they were gonna put him away. And now here we are. And the fucking 76ers. I'm conflicted because I love. To see the 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 76er fans toil in agony. Uh, yeah, well, you you. I mean, then tune in if that's one of your tune favorite in. things. Yeah. Then I hope you T-vote like these last. Like, I know. I've just been days, I've like. just been fetishizing their all the reactions and the freezing cold takes. I even put it on maybe on the Instagram page with this uh, Sixers fan. It was like we're up eighteen in the fourth. Ain't no way we're blowing this lead. So it's it's insane. So by.
0: And I'm just doing this from memory. I know you put the actual stat, but I know from betting from memory that because you remember that one time you're like the bench saved your ass because I actually yes. I tried to hedge the bet, but I fucking hedged it wrong. So yes, I just yes. ended up betting like some like $800 to win like 25 bucks in two parliaments. <laughs> <laughs> like I hit the 76 with one and it was within like two. But uh, yes, I mean, it's just, it's been, they've been up by at least 18 points in three games and it's been within at least, two which is that one game that the 76ers still hold on to win but then they lost two of them one of those games being at home who's the blame for this is it Embiid is it Doc Rivers is it the Hawks just refused to die because here's what we're talking about this isn't like if you look at that game one if the if the Hawks repeated game one where they just have your number they get hot they kind of their game plan's working that's not what we're talking about we're talking about a 76ers team that really knows the Hawks, how they play, because they're able to build a lead and then just hit coast, get cold, like deprioritize, like getting good shots. And then, you know, I mean, it's a little hassle, but if you get that 18 point lead, if you are this number one, one seed, yeah. You should know how to protect that lead. And I'm not even talking about playing prevent, or at least know the game flow, like what it feels like to be up 18, especially if it's already happened to you twice against this team.
1: Yeah. Um, I think this goes to just like really poor construction of the team. They, 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 you know, the whole trust the process and tanking, and they build up all these assets and they got a lot of individual pieces that are, are very good but I don't know how they mesh. I mean, Joel Embiid is, is a one of a kind center, right? And we've, we've, we've definitely been very critical of him him over time, but I would say throughout this series, he's been the one constant. He's been the one thing that,
0: and if he, if he plays more games this year, he wins the MVP.
1: Yes. I, I agree with you on that. And, and he can't be the end all be all, you know, you need to have a support system around him. So they, you know, sign in trading, they get Tobias Harris and then they give Tobias Harris this uh, ginormous deal that is, you know, Tobias Harris is a very good player, but I don't know if Tobias Harris is going to be your second player the way like a Paul George is or, or the way some of these other guys are going to stand up and be like that second fiddle. And, but you, you pay him like one and then you have Ben Simmons who they extended in 2019. Yeah. Yeah they extended to Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons is a a bit of a unique player because statistically you're not going to look at him and go oh 17 8 and 8 you know that's is that a max deal player but he's super versatile defensively can wreck shop at six ten, super athletic can bring the ball up good court vision can rebound and help on the defensive end and it's going to give you a few buckets and and can kind of like inside out with him beat a little bit as well too but the his regression and i'm uh, that's not loose term in in his free throw shooting in his mid-range game mid-range game is undeniable now so much to the point where it they are purposefully the hack of shack now the hack of ben trying to get into these possessions and it and it's it almost stigmatizes the whole team right they're almost like
0: yes it's i mean it's you have you're exposed like in yes. a team like you literally you have i'm not even say achilles heel because that's such like a tiny target like you literally just have like like a detriment and to be a team at this level like you just you can't have that vulnerability that exposure to like yeah. just be attacked like that
1: they have their fucking entrails you know they have a huge gaping wound in the side right yeah. and they all know it and the fucking hawks come up and jab right into that. And they go, oh, this is our weak spot. We know this. And he fucking, he, he wilts under this pressure. Ben Simmons does it's, it's unbelievable. He, he knows it. He can see it. Like he's super aggressive at early times. And when he comes out aggressive early, he seems to be okay. And those are the games that they've won. But when he kind of like hangs back in the cut and you don't see like assertive Ben Simmons, it's like, good God, man, you, you, they're paying you $30 million this year to be, you were the number one overall pick like you 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 should be a dominant force like no one's checking you no one's stopping you go post up fucking trey young all day you know what i mean
0: yeah if you if, if you're top two starter on your team or top three starter in team wherever we feel that lands I, I think it's kind of like number two but it's like the conversation of should we take it and i think we saw him was taken off the court i mean that might be yeah. the gamesmanship like back and forth but to take you off the court because you're you jeopardize the team that much with your free throw shooting is fucked up. Like it almost feels like one of the things, are we going to look back to the, kind of this four-year run uh, of the Sixers and kind of find it unbelievable that they didn't get away from Ben Simmons. It just seems crazy that in basketball, that if shooting is your Achilles heel, like your personal Achilles heel, like you still get a roll out there on the court. Like, I like I'm not going to call the guy lazy love watching him. Like these great athletes, like, I I I don't get the free throw thing. I guess I can kind of get it with the super th- tall dudes because it's just like you're kind of like eye level with the basket. Obviously not really, but it's just like your arms are so far up, it's kind of like it's shooting at a weird angle. But I he's not t- not that fucking tall. I just like practice some free throws. Like if you shot if you shot like a hundred thousand free throws like over the summer, right? I think at least your percentage points would bump up by like fifteen percent. So at least maybe like you know you're, what are like 70% from the line, 80% from the line. Like that's at least like manageable.
1: And, and, but this is the thing is, is that's in two years ago when they made the playoffs, he was shooting right around 65, 70% to every drink, everybody, but he he's shooting like 34% right now at the free throw line.
0: That's absolutely, that's fucking incorrect. That's because that's it, it,
1: and it's, it's got to be that it's such a mental thing that has now become like a, you know, the way we talk about when, when, you know, great baseball pitchers get the yips and they can't find the strike zone. Right. And their pitches are sailing like all over the place. Uh, Rick Ankeel was like the great example of the guy who got the yips so bad that he ended up having to move to the outfield. Ben Simmons has the yips but here's the thing is this has been the knock on Ben Simmons and the knock on Embiid and the whole Sixers organization is that no one's really held the, these two guys, these stars accountable, right? We've, we've knocked Simmit or we've not Embiid for being in shape and being able to log the minutes. And, you know, now we're seeing it with the development, you know, first it was the three pointer like fucking Ben learned how to shoot a three point shot. And now it's to the point where it's like, well, you can't even be trusted on the court and crunch time of, of games because they're going to pick on you. And, and you're going to not be able to figure out ways to, if, if I can't like Ben Wallace, prime example, he couldn't shoot free throws, but he found a way to impact the game. And still be on the court, you know what I mean? Same thing with Shaq, but you know, uh, Ben Wallace is a great example. It's like, he was great defensively, did all these things and really fulfilled role. And offensively, he was a little bit of a shortcoming but he, he didn't let it, become a detriment to him as a player on the court whereas ben simmons it's like it just it, it puts a fog over this entire team
0: so i heard them say this a couple of times uh answer me this so they say you can hack a band hack a shack or whatever well i i think the rule has changed maybe it was because of hack a shack up until two minutes what happens at the two minute mark
1: uh i think it becomes an intentional foul like i think yeah. you get like the that plus the ball right because that's it was in direct reaction to to shack where they were just like running up and mauling them and they're like well this is bad for basketball so but you can't like legislator like well i i like technically can do this so it's like all right well we'll just put it in the rule you can't do it under under a, a certain minute mark
0: yeah so you're just kind of using judgment as a ref they're just like yeah. oh yeah they're 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 trying to do like a bit yes yeah. yeah Get the ball um, all right, tough thing. I like, I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to see. I I've had a lot of fun watching him beat, especially it's a little bit of like hero ball in a good way. I mean, I think his knee is a little fucked up and
1: yeah. you know,
0: ran, It ran out of gas, uh, at the end of game four there when it looked like he was going to be able to put that away, but
1: yeah. Yeah. Know. And, really and sucks. yeah. And he, he struggled, he struggled sometimes too, where he's taking some bad shots too. Like you said, her, hero ball in a good way sometimes it's worked well, but when it's not going that way, that's the thing is, is they're not disciplined enough to, you know, he almost feels like he has to force those shots. And if they go, they go and that's great for them. But if they don't, it gets real ugly.
0: You're totally right. And it's just like in today's NBA, like do the 76ers have enough firepower? I mean, I know like when they get hot, they get hot, but I think the nice thing you look like the Clippers I mean, the Clippers are so deep with firepower. Like the nets are deep enough with firepower. It's just like, If somebody's not really firing, at least there's a guy that's, like, getting a little hot and heating up and you can get that. It just doesn't seem like, you know, if Embiid's having a bad game, like, you're not going to be able to lean lean on like, Ben Simmons to really, like, finish stuff. It's just like, shit, where do you turn?
1: Yeah, you can't. Yeah, same thing with Tobias Harris. You know what I mean? I don't trust him in, he's the classic, like, he'll put up 17 points, but you're like, I don't remember, like, a classic Tobias Harris moment in this game where he took over and was just dominant. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, that's that. We'll definitely um, keep watching these playoffs as they happen. All right. Does it may have it?
1: Do, oh, do, shit. Do
0: you have it? Goods. Remember that gut show? Of course you do. I
1: do. Of course you do. Uh,
0: all right. I'd like to bet 10. Uh, this was sent in from an emailer. want to test you. So he just has 10 questions that he wants to go through. I'd like to bet 10 Mabby dollars. They know Mabby dollars are real dollars, right? I uh, think so. Put that on Instagram. Um, 10 Mabby dollars. The most awesome can't get to eight correct answers from the list below the topic is famous sports plays but more specifically who is on the losing end of these incredible moments oh um so please have most awesome answer who lost those games
1: eight out of ten i get eight out of ten okay all right
0: and that's it am not fucking around all right but you've definitely heard of all these plays <laughs> all right um the immaculate reception who lost that game
1: oh the mac franco harris immaculate reception was the steelers the team that bounced off of it was i think it was jack not jack Tatum uh the raiders
0: oakland raiders you're correct sir okay uh one for one all right jordan's 1982 north carolina national championship game winner
1: 1982 Jordan famously, uh, freshman when he hit that jumper, um, I believe it was Georgetown,
0: Georgetown, buddy. I, sometimes I can't tell if you're fucking with me just to like get everybody just on their edge of their pod seats. But yeah,
1: everyone should try and play at home too. I'll give you guys a little bit of a breather. To oh, get that's there.
0: good. Good call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows it like you though, bro. Nobody's got this. <laughs> well, you're going to Google on your phone, audience, relax. All right, um, Joe Montana and Dwight Clark.
1: Who's the, the catch. Yeah. Back of the end zone. I don't think this is a Super Bowl. I think this was the NFC Championship game. I could be wrong on this, but I, will, I think...
0: I will let you know that it was not the Super
1: Bowl. It was not. So it was, the, it was either divisional or... Yeah, yeah, it was either the NFC Championship or divisional game. I want to say... Oh, the Giants? Was it the Giants? It's the Cowboys, buddy. The oh, Cowboys. fuck.
0: Two for three. Two for the, oh, look at that. Uh, Milwaukee just beat the Nets. So we got a game seven. That's going to be <laughs> an exciting game seven. All right. Um, I don't know if I know this one. Derek Jeter flip play to the catcher?
1: Yes, this is where Derek Jeter intercepts. Ooh, I might not get this one. ooh. ooh. On my my back might be up against the wall right here. This is where Derek Jeter like in intercept like it, he cuts the play off and like catches the ball and like flips it to the um okay. flips it to catcher to to get to get the out. Shit, I don't know if this is World Series or not. Uh, I don't know. I'm definitely. I don't think I'm gonna get this one. I'm gonna say the Braves. I don't know. Oakland A's. Oakland A's. God damn it.
0: I think eight's a little high. I'm going to say seven. I'm going to say seven. So I'm going to make an executive decision for this podcast. I think this emailer was a little cocky, have the answers at his fingertips. This is a lot to put you on the spot. <laughs> going to do um, all right. Doug Flutie's Hail Mary.
1: Oh, Doug Flutie. Um, it was Boston College who he played for, and they were going against the Miami Hurricanes. Yes,
0: sir. All yes, right, but... you were three for five. Oh, wow, he's not fucking around. All right, here you go. Again, pretty sure before you're born, Willie May's over the shoulder catch.
1: Oh, oh, this is a tough one. because uh, you've only seen,
0: yeah, I, I know. I was gonna say the only highlight you see is from like the camera in the outfield. You yeah, see up to bat,
1: <laughs> you, you see, see bat? you see the play develop. Oh, this is tough. Um, San, San Francisco Giants. I don't know. Let's go with the rival, Brooklyn Dodgers.
0: Cleveland Indians. Oh, okay. All right. So you're uh you're three for six. Still gonna count on if you can you gotta finish out though.
1: I gotta I gotta get on, on my horse here. The rules.
0: Yeah. Joe Carter's game winning home run.
1: Oh, uh, 1992 uh Philadelphia Phillies.
0: There we go. We'll give you half a point for saying the year too. two. Just tack that on there. I said
1: is it. that right? The year? I'm pretty sure it was ninety two, right? No, it's not up here. I think okay. it right.
0: was I think I was, um, I don't know, I think I had J- Joe Carter's baseball card. Didn't Joe Carter also do, like, that
1: insane
0: catch at the wall?
1: Ooh. I thought that
0: was the World Series. Like, it was, like, kind of, like, his glove, like, went back. I don't know.
1: He may have. He was he was impressive in that series. You know what?
0: I'm going I'm to take half a point for that. There you go. I got 0. .5. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, Brandy um, Chastain's penalty kick, and when she pulls up her jersey for the sports bra. <sighs>
1: Bach. this is the, in the olympics oh i might lose this one mm-hmm. Ooh. i'm gonna go japan
0: oh it's china oh damn it bro all right well not now we're just we're playing for pride points here so we owe oh mavi dollars we'll make them fake again yeah we'll get you those Mavy dollars yeah,
1: yeah yeah
0: there you go um the stand for band play Oh, uh, that was
1: against their rival, Cal.
0: Yes, it was. Um, Rummel Robinson hits free throws to win championship.
1: Ramil Robinson. Oh, this is for me. Michigan player, 1989. This is for you, yeah. This is for me. Uh, they, they went up against P.J. Carter, Lissimos, Seton Hall.
0: You know, I have to give you another half point, because when you talk about the years and what they went up, so I think you are right there. I, it's a push. It's a push buddy. So push does
1: mean you still have it. And you live to fight another day. I mean, I, 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 I'm here's, here's where I'm upset. Here's how I'm upset. Sure. Talk to me about it. I'm upset at number three, the catch with the Cowboys and the giants. I feel like I was close in the division on that one. And I felt like (laughs) I was, I knew it wasn't the super bowl and I knew it was the NFC playoffs uh, divisional round. And then I'm also going to go – I'm also a little miffed at fucking Brandy Chastain. Uh, oh, you wanted that one. Yeah. I wanted that one. But you know what? Like, you know, man. Yeah. All right. Good it'll, Good it'll email. Okay. Yeah. Great email.
0: Yeah. Guys, yeah, send those to – if you want to challenge, does – it may have it. Send any at your sports at mabsportspodcast.gmail.com. You want to do Tom Cruise movie quotes. Like, I've been beefing up a little bit on my P.T. Anderson movies. You want to throw me some curveballs on that? See if I have it? Hell, yeah. Same email address, MAV Sports Podcast at gmail.com. All right, let's hop into the inbox. All right. First email. Uh oh, email of the year. Um, can I don't know when we call it this. I guess we, do we just wait to the first of the year? What do we call it for like the third year? I now? think we
1: should call it on the fifty. Oh, our anniversary. 50th, yeah, our anniversary, like the the 53rd, every 53rd podcast.
0: Yeah, which is in april i believe so we'll call it for the third year because we've been doing it like third so that's yes it'd be yeah so it's three years uh yeah congratulations
1: uh some of those fake Mabby dollars email
0: year yeah fake fake dollars 10 bucks you got them all they get 10 more all right no chips uh who are your top five current pro athletes to have not won a professional championship i don't know if i love my list i put my list together i don't okay
1: let's hear your list
0: it's, it wasn't quite as clear digging in that I was just like, oh, this will be fun. This will – I don't know. We'll see. All right. Here's what I got. I got Chris Paul. Yes. So let, let me give you the ones that I'm completely confident about. The question is, current pro athletes to not one – who are your top five? So I guess he's not saying like the best or whatever. Okay. Um, I have Anthony Davis.
1: Okay. No, he did win. He already won one. He won either, you know, he won the bubble. He won
0: the Lakers. See, that's why I hate this list. Look at that. Won the bubble championship. Thank you for correcting me. Look at that. Drink everybody. Um Mike Trout.
1: Yes, I like that. No, this is a good one. This is a Mike Trout is a conundrum because he's won the MVP on like a bad Angels team. And it's like, but he's a worldwide talent.
0: uh, This might be cheesy, but put it in perspective for not baseball fans, but he's just like he's a baseball players, baseball's player. Like when you talk yes. to people that know fucking baseball, they're just like, this guy's fucking amazing. Yes. And it's just like, it's so hard. Cause nobody really watches baseball. Cause there's so many fucking games. Oh, right. And then also like, and he's not on uh, just like a contender. So he kind of just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. But the people that know like the baseball is like, this guy's like off the mark. Um, okay. Um, Joel Embiid. Okay. See, I know um, all my reaction with these are okay, okay, but I, I like, I want to. I like, it. no,
1: no, no. I like CP3, I like Chris Paul. CP, Chris yeah, C- I mean,
0: those are for sure, but I don't know if, to be honest, like, I, current athletes, it's not an easy dig to find dudes that you absolutely are obsessed with that haven't won a chip, which I think is like a good thing, but it's like, obviously, we can't talk like Barkley and Marino
1: like we're talking current. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my fifth is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I like Lamar Jackson, although I think like, you know there might be a regression going on i know but yeah I mean, yeah yeah. that's the thing is, if, is I, if, I struggle if, with like their play as well too it's just
0: yeah if, he, if he's able to like bounce back up i mean just like athletically i still have to realize because also here's my thing with nfl players like i also so here's this is important too. what i weighed into this is is the chip important for your legacy and for wide receivers and running backs in the nfl it's only important for quarterbacks and coaches chips do not damage your legacy as a wide receiver running back so it's just like it made me look a little bit more to basketball on those 50 50 balls or the quarterback position
1: yeah so the only thing like that i would would add to that i don't i'm not a big fan of joel beat on that list because he once not say he's like my favorite player but i get the ku connection so i'll give it to you on that one oh, um
0: that's nice, of you. That's nice of you to give it to me on that thank one. You, well you didn't have you. to eliminate one because <laughs> it was disqualified
1: right he didn't want to chip I, I would say with the NFL one that J.J. Watt, that one jumped out to me. I was like, here's who, like, gives it all to the game. Like, c- c- like sure. all around yeah, good I,
0: guy. I, I, guys, if we, ta- we tackle it from different angles. I totally agree. Let me finish. I didn't want to interrupt, but I just want okay, to good. tell you my macro view was I still think he can go down as a great without a chip. But that doesn't necessarily – that's not mutually exclusive. It doesn't mean that he doesn't want a chip. Yes. So I think you're hundred percent right to where like his passion of the game. Like I'd like to see him like get a chip for
1: sure. Like totally good guy all around did great stuff for Houston when he was there. You know what I mean? Now he's moving on. You know, I love, I love to see those guys. I mean, I guess technically too, you could almost say like for like Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, I, I was going
0: to say you, you just sucked it out of my head. I was going to say Larry Fitzgerald. Absolutely. Yeah. It was just yeah. like, what he gave to the game, like the number of years, like his right. attitude toward and everything, consistent play, like I, I'm going to replace Anthony Davis with Larry Fitzgerald. Perfect.
1: Perfect, I love it. And I was going to say we talked about him earlier, but Giannis, here's another guy that was like, grew up in Greece, had nothing, like gave all of his money back to like his his family, like he's going to have like a Disney movie made after Giannis, like when it's all said and done, and you would love it to be like finished off with the chip, like winning a title you know whether it's with the bucks or not but this guy is like a consummate like super good guy really yeah. devoted to his family and like you know worked his ass off to be there and won at two mvps but you know he's gonna need that rank
0: yeah he lost me some cash in game five so. he did
1: well you know that'll be that'll be the low moment in the storyline of the movie right I,
0: yeah I, I can't remember right now we'll let you get through five if you want to do them but did did randy moss win a chip
1: i know he's yes, not with, with uh ooh. new england
0: but i don't know if he because he was on that that high power team was the one that was going to go undefeated right and he then was there for a couple
1: years back. though uh-oh drink everyone does ma have it i don't think he does
0: i don't think he did. Who did I mean, I know they won a little run, but I feel like he was there for that. Oh, this is
1: exciting. He did not. No, he didn't. You're right. Because he was only there, he was there during that time where they went, you know, 19 and one. Because he was at New England for two years and then they didn't, you know, because they had that big New England's had like so many gaps in their in their yeah. title runs, right? So no, he did not.
0: Didn't he go like back to Minnesota and then just like talk about how much he wished he was. Back to New England, God, our memories. All right, buddy. Anybody else you want to add to this uh, list?
1: Oh shit. Um, no, I think I think I love I love your CP three, for sure. And I love I love your trout. Uh, and I, I I would just add, you know, Larry Fitzgerald. We both agree with JJ Watt. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, hundred percent. And then okay. uh, Giannis.
0: I mean, but we're not missing any quarterback in the NFL, right? They're either all young or they have their chip.
1: Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, well, do you do 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 you want Ryan Fitzpatrick to get a chip yeah, and is exactly. that important to I mean, him? I, you know, yeah,
0: not really, because I mean, he hasn't like that chip. Also, I mean, someone that's been exceptional to the game, like he's a little too inconsistent for my taste. I mean, I do like he's entertaining, but it's not like, oh man, that guy like deserves his.
1: Yeah, would you have cared know, like, about last year, like Philip Rivers winning a title? You know what I mean, like.
0: Yeah, it's the same. It's just like yeah, Alex Smith, a totally decent dude that like was on whatever or doorstep apparently. Like when he right. A severe broken leg but i mean i don't think he needs it like who needs a chip like if andrew luck was still around i mean that that would be that would be my vote i really i really like watching that guy play
1: yes no i think that's a good call because it's it's the the question was like who you want like absolutely wants to see win it right that hasn't won it pro yeah. adage if not won your top five pro athletes have not won. Yeah,
0: it's it's kind of like, it's an interesting worded question that lets us kind of take it and run. But I think you and I see eye to eye, like it's a little bit of like deserving, not just like, oh, like I had fucking Rashard Mindenhall on my fantasy team for three years. So let's get him a chip real quick.
1: Right. And and I also would like, I'd, I'd put like your, like I didn't have any Michigan, like, you know, Michigan players that are out there. Like, oh, I really want Jamal Crawford to, you know, to win a title. It's like, no, no, no. I, I kind of think that they I want the story of the player to like be that walk off moment, like the the feather in the cap of the history of their career with getting that title win. And, and I don't I, I could care less about even if though you went to Michigan or, or KU, it's like I could give a shit, you know, if you're if you're a role player and it, yeah, it'd be nice. But I want I want our superstars that win at the highest level to kind of finish out and, and be the superstars that we believe them to be yeah
0: thousand percent. all right gifts um please discuss your three favorite gifts for text all right i thought it a little old for gifts but then i upgraded my phone and they're there and people use them and they did <laughs> kind of make me laugh like obviously don't use emojis because definitely too old for that i do have a gift list and there's some that makes me laugh which makes for great podcasting when we talk about pictures but i think we can share these on I actually gave instructions on how to find my gifts. <laughs> I'll describe to you what they are. Yes. And then I'll tell you what you search on gifts so you guys can find the gifts I'm talking about. But these are dynamite. Um, we'll try to share them on Instagram also. Just like, just a litany of the gifts and you guys check them out. Um, these are in no particular order. And now that I'm looking like a couple of these questions would have been fucking great Neapolitan showdowns. But whatever. <laughs> it's 173 episodes. We've got plenty more subjects to talk about. Psych. Uh, okay, the white owl that slowly turns his head. Oh, yeah. The, uh... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah the beak's kind of open, and it's like a, just a slow, like, 45-degree turn for, like, right to, like, looking right at the camera. Like, a little bit of, like, what the fuck did you just say? And if you guys want to find this, uh, search owl. It's a white owl, turns set head <laughs> 45 degrees. Search owl
1: <laughs> on your gifts, you'll see it. <laughs> Love that one. That's a good one. Uh, I, 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 this might, this might uh, uh, upset people. I don't know. You know. Oh, here we go. Further but I love some of the, 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 the Trump ones. Like it's a great thing to throw on the text thread when he goes wrong, right? Like it's so fun. <laughs> and it annoys, it's such like a fucking with everybody. It's very yeah. fun, to, fun to use. Yeah, it's a perfect, it's a perfect
0: double troll. Like it's the wrong. Yes. And it's also in somebody with like a make America great again hat. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. The founder of it.
0: Uh, I went with, okay. You know, I use this one all the time and I think this is an actually, yeah, this one is my favorite. Um, it's a group of middle schoolers and the kids are circling this one kid that just looks like he dropped the sickest burn ever, but it's, it's circular. So it looks like it's an imp, on an infinite loop. Like it just looks yes. like it's permanent, and it's just like this one kid's like just kind of like what? Like, no, it's actually like he's got like a little bit of this, like she didn't smirk. even win. Yeah, he's got a smirk. And then like, there's one person that's just like pulling down the side of this thing, he's like, oh like it's it's so and guys, if I'm gonna give you a pro tip, so you can find this one. Um this one you search oh snap and you'll see what I'm talking about. So search oh snap oh, and you'll see this thing. Oh, hilarious. But this one's this one has two uses. Like you can use it not ironically when someone just says something hilarious, you can drop it. But the greatest thing is when someone drops a total dud joke, like this overreaction, <laughs> like it's hilarious on something no one's laughing at. When they know the joke's not funny is the absolute sickest burn. So <laughs> play with it
1: as <laughs> you will. There's dual usage. So have fun with that. I like that one. That's a good one. I'm trying to think. Oh, I that That's very funny. Now I'm trying to think if I've ever done that, and you put that on there after the oh, <laughs> now, okay. I don't, I don't think like we've talked. There's a
0: little bit about friendly fire rules between you and I. I think on like most threads that like aren't our threads. Yes. Like if we're if we're in a thread together, like there's a little bit of just like if it's a fifty fifty ball, I'll slap him with a ha ha just to like let don't, he's my boy. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna let, let, go him let you hang out there, just like naked it dry. And I'm not, I'm not gonna burn you. It's very rarely when we go at each other. I think I remember like. I kind of remember like us kind of getting back and forth or something, but it's 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 very rare. Like people know, you tango with one, you tango with two. Exactly.
1: Exactly. I'm getting your back. You're getting my back. Well, um, you know. It's we're just out there on those threads. It is. We're back to back on the thread. Just knives <laughs> out, yeah. yeah, out. out. Just ready to just like, out, like, fucking. Yeah. Gifts out. Just ready to like fucking fire them off. Um. I love the um the scene from uh dodgeball with the jason bateman where it's got the little line or like that's oh, a bold strategy cotton oh yeah like when oh, everyone yeah. throws yeah. anything wild shit out on the thread <laughs> or anything like yeah. that you're like boom i'm gonna scorch you with this one you could have never guessed how get like i just it seems so random that your phone
0: was just came loaded with a bunch of gifts you can search and now those are just it seems so crazy
1: it is, it is uh, bizarre it just, that that now is like part of the, yeah. the conversation where I could yeah. just put a, I just gonna put a picture. It's going to surmise. Everyone's going to get what I'm getting at. Right. Hopefully.
0: You're right. I think it's definitely, it's definitely a product of group threads. Yes. I think the group thread thing had to happen. And then it's a little bit, okay. Um, wow, look at us. I'm breaking down and maybe fixes fucking group threads. Relax. <laughs> <Brandana>. <laughs> All right. My third, but not in this order. Um, the baby falling over and playing his face in the couch, and it says me. Yeah. Uh, so this one, it took me a little while. Um, search baby falling. Do not Google that. I don't know. Seem a little fucked <laughs> up. But just uh, if you search that on the gifts, you'll find it. Um, I I think it's really funny. Again, like I I just I love taking the wind out of sales on Threads. So if someone's just like kind of explaining something ad nauseum. Like, we definitely have people, no names mentioned, If they listen to Spod, they know exactly who they are, but, like, just cut and paste, like, and it'll just be, like, fucking four sheets of just, like, shit I didn't want to read. A very, like, too long didn't read vibe to it, and just, like, just dropping that baby on it, just, like, I'm, I'm bored, bro. It's yeah. it's just like,
1: I like that one. That's a good one. Um, I like, I like the... The one I forget what I don't know what it's from. I think it's like the Tim and Eric on like Adult Swim, where the guy is like got the emoji and his like brains exploding. He's like, whoa! <sighs> I, I I don't know how best to ex how best to describe it. Here, I'll I'll text it to you so you know which one I'm talking about. Oh
0: yeah, send it to me.
1: I just send it to you right now. It's like it's like a universe scene, and he's like, whoa! And I love it when like you know stuff happens that you know you want to emphasize somebody's point to it
0: oh yeah yeah that's right it's the super yes yeah, like supernova
1: like, like off his yeah. brain or whatever
0: it's like the late 70s dude like he's in a black turtleneck like white cliche like scientist dude mind yes blood. yes and yeah. so there
1: there is a couple of the ones with um john c Riley when he's the the, the, weird, yeah, doc, the, weird. the weird doctor there's there's some good ones on that one too
0: there's a lot of fun Um, All right, guys. We'll uh, hopefully share those. But we told you how to find them. So do that. It on you. Drop them. Have a good time. Be the most popular guy on your thread. All right. um, Or gal. Seafood. You know, I should have saved this for Neapolitan Showdown. (gasps) What's your favorite seafood item to order? Ooh. I could talk about this forever. So I have ceviche on my console because I like a good ceviche.
1: Ceviche's good. Ceviche. You know, it's so funny. We were at the pool and they had ceviche on there. And we are like... Should we get this? Should we do this up? We didn't. We passed because we we're still testing out the menu. But we're right. gonna come back to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you're dealing with like raw to semi raw fish, so you don't want to fuck around. But it, yeah. it is it is a good we're outside, it's super hot, like a little snack, like don't want to feel weighed down like it's a good one. But if you know when my nuts are on the line, I gotta go with give me the crab legs. Crab legs everywhere. Crab legs cooked. Crab legs cold. Crab legs on the seafood tower. In the really fancy places, they like fucking split the crab leg down for you, so you're not spending all your time. Yeah, there.
1: you just just uh, peel. You just almost open go. it up. Yeah, yeah. I like that. You still keep it in the shell, so you
0: can feel like you're like, oh, I'm earning this. You ain't earning this.
1: Yeah, yeah, right, right.
0: Like an eighty nine dollars you're paying. That's earning right. it. Like
1: that's lobster, lobster. Uh, we go to every year. We go out to uh, Montauk, Gossman's Dock. Get an ear of corn fucking lobster tails fucking all the drawn butter it's amazing
0: so you put butter on the ear of corn and you just eat the ear of corn in front of your wife
1: yeah yeah yeah. i know i know i i lost you a corn i'm just you get, saying, you get you get a cup of the the clam chowder you get out there it's amazing i'm
0: saying enjoy the days of eating in front of other human beings while you can't it might this not be, be our lifetime
1: this would be your nightmare
0: but 1,000%. Uh, yeah,
1: Picnic tables with a whole bunch of ooh, with like a tray, but the food is so fucking good. It yeah. is a fucking amazing. Almost
0: forgivable, but not quite. All right, last email. Um, this was a little tough. I thought I could go through all teams. I didn't, so I listed out what I had and I want to kind of get your take. Some old school. We'll go around the map and figure it out. Rival. What's every NFL team's best non-division rival? Ooh which is the best and worst right now. This wasn't quite A to B. So here's I thing about like rival. You have to be semi in contention most of the time to have a rival. Right. If, if you're, if you're the Bengals right now, you don't have a rival. I don't give a shit about you. Like indivision, non-division, like right. practice squad, like none of those rivals. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you have to be up there. I'll list out some I got. and I don't know if you'd be on board for these, Vikings and Saints for sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. They I see have, that. Uh,
0: yeah, they have the playoff history obviously 2008, but it's like they knocked them out early. Like I think two of the last three years, they meet a lot in the postseason. You need a little bit of that. You need meeting a lot in the postseason kind yes. of to like get that kind of non-division rivalry going because you only meet if it's not your division. Like you're not meeting them every year. You're meeting them like once every four years, once every three years. So there has to be really something going on for it to stick. Uh, I do have Chiefs and Ravens. And it's a little bit about, I think they're making them play a little bit more. And it's a little bit about like Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, like two young QBs kind of not introducing, but reviving this new style of football that is still respect our arm. We're going to be mobile, but it's not, you know, it's not that true mobile quarterback we were used to in the Randall Cunningham days, even in the like the RG three days, like it's like, right. we're going to get out of the pocket, but we're still looking at pass first. We're just buying more time and the play.
1: Yeah. And it's, they've both been, you know, really good programs for the last couple of years too. So they're very, going to yeah. kind of dance around meeting in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. That's
0: fun. Uh, and then I, this one's kind of up and coming. I don't like to put the chiefs twice, but everyone's kind of listening. I think there's a little bubbling up between chiefs and Browns. I think Chiefs and Cleveland is a little bit of a thing.
1: I like this. I like yeah. this a lot because of that. That game, they were. We talked about this uh, when we were t- trying to project where Julio was going to go, and we talked about you know wanting to add more things because they gave the the Chiefs the Browns did their their kind of best fight in the AFC there. I yeah. like that. I and I definitely could see it as an up and coming team. I, I yeah, think that's, that's yeah. There. I
0: think we're getting on with a lot of these. We're getting on the ground floor because it's you know it it feels like the NBA like four years ago. Like it's just like the resetting of the guard with all of our kind of like franchise QBs.
1: And the non division makes it so tough because the windows on these teams are so you know so close that you know you need a long standing tenure to kind of constantly be in playoff contention. To have those rivalries, you know, because you could talk about like 49ers giants or 49ers cowboys, those were real titles. Bro,
0: I live like 49ers and Cowboys always in my head and 49ers giants. Like I really yeah. and I was like, but that's a bit nostalgia.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's
0: not like, today. It's it's not, but like when you see like oh 49ers like cowboys like Monday night football, but then it's just fucking you know, Jimmy Garoppolo rolling out there against like Andy Dalton. You're just like, all right, this kind of isn't the same between like Steve Young versus like Troy Aikman.
1: For sure. You know, you might get a little bit with like, uh, you know, but see, I don't know if like Rams Packers, I don't, we haven't really seen that maybe Rams Tampa Bay, you know, now kind of like on the maybe or or, our Buccaneers Packers, you know, after the little kind of going back and forth, um, I did.
0: I did have. Uh, so for current day, I did put Cowboys Packers because I think they're just. I think there's a little bit of a chip, and maybe not now. And it's really hard to call, especially like yeah. the Cowboys underperforming for like four years. Like you want to put the Cowboys, just America's team and everything, and like the biggest mark, like the big market yeah. draw are like you want to put them on the list. But I mean, it's just like, like just like not memorable in the postseason. I mean, that's even into the. Uh, the days of uh what's his fucking name the quarterback that's an announcer now
1: oh tony romo
0: yeah tony even tony romo days it's like it's still not really a viable playoff team
1: yeah but I, but I still do like
0: that that Des bryant catch play that was that kind of just reminds me of that oh like, yeah that's right that packers cowboys and that still has like kind of two prestigious NFC team feels to it and then the last one I had which this one definitely has expired and fell off but I think it was so like one of the strongest in the uh 2000s non-divisional rivalries we had would definitely be Patriots and Colts
1: yes Patriots and Colts oh great one great one I was almost I thought you were almost going to say Patriots Giants
0: yeah that's more of a Super Bowl oh that's good yeah that's that's but Patriots Colts is much better yeah, Patriots, Patriots I mean, Colts
1: is the exact it, Patriots Colts back then was the the perfect answer to this question. Like ten years ago, we had fucking Brady and Manning, and every year it felt like the kind of like we talked about with like the burgeoning of the Chiefs and Browns and Chiefs and Ravens. It's like we're gonna see these teams every year, right? Yeah. We're gonna go up against them to try and make it to our pathway to the Super Bowl. That's the same thing that we talked about, uh, Niners. Cowboys and Niners Giants same thing on the other side you know yeah so you know exactly we'll see what kind of that that you know next next burgeoning playoff rivalry because that's yeah. really what we're talking about
0: yeah and you're exactly right that's what we have to talk about so we'll keep it on a uh, great email so we'll definitely circle back um, yeah and yeah we'll jump into it. I just I you know I can't have myself I want to say one last thing about the, the Patriots Colts I feel like they played like every other year <laughs> which isn't yeah. necessarily like the cycle but it was there's not a ton of regular season games are obviously they're fun to watch like Monday Night Football I'll you know I watch all games I'll watch whatever fucking games on but I mean that had a playoff vibe to it even if it was fucking week six would Wouldn't it be like Manning versus Brady it's just like I like I had why because they were both fucking bringing all of it It it's so fucking fun
1: yeah absolutely yeah that's a good question
0: um, all right, Neapolitan Showdown. Bring us the jam. So let's leave
1: it alone Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree ooh, ooh,
0: ooh. All right, Neapolitan Showdown. Best Matthew McConaughey performances. Ooh. all right all right all right all right
1: all right all right you my McConaughey? Show up on my- you i McConaughey? love mcconaughey i love yeah. mcconaughey we just watched tropic thunder and i was like god damn he's good in this fucking movie
0: he is good were you in on him like around uh obviously i think you are a fan of days and confused which, yes you know, i pass on grass yeah. and so therefore fast on the movie because that's all that fucking movie's about but uh, were you stick with mcconaughey through like the failure to launch the um, Ooh, with
1: the rom-com phase I don't
0: lose the guy in 10 days yeah he kind of yeah. like i went in the background i kind of well also i don't think i was in on him for a beat until he kind of had that that second count of his career when I'm, I'm sure we'll get into the checklist let's just jump into it um my number three is this is not a good movie i do not recommend watching it unless you absolutely love gambling I probably watched I it knew back. this is
1: gonna be on here.
0: I know. I probably watched it five times a year, literally watched it two nights ago twice. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying, and it's not a good movie. It is you not ran it
1: back. Movie. You ran it back after I You're did like, run it. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: because I like I had it playing and then like I had to do some work or something and realized I had it on mute. So like I was just like, all right, well, let's let's see all those little shitty scenes I missed. Terrible ending, not good. Two for the money. Yeah. Two for the money. This is Matthew McConaughey, Al Pacino, both at at the bottom of the career at the time, but bottom script choices. This script's weak. Uh, it has that weird. Uh, it's obviously, maybe not obviously. It's a movie about gambling. Like Matthew McConaughey is. Right. His performance is. I mean, it's just kind of forgettable. I mean, it's fine. Like he's great. Like if you find Matthew, he's McConaughey, got a couple
1: good moments in that movie. There's a couple decent little scenes. Yeah, you go, Like
0: you kind of, you kind of see him like fall off the edge. It's, it's uh, the script's just weak, and it's one of those things also, which this always sports movies like we saw it in any given sunday yes again with al pacino when you can't use the actual real professional sports team it just always gets wonky the
1: the stampeders are going against the lasers
0: it's it's just it's so fucking bizarre like it takes you out so quick
1: it does it is tough it is tough that's a good one i was gonna go with my number three this is his his coming out party not days and confused but would put him on the national scene what got him into all those rom-coms thereafter uh, one of the better John Grisham movies that we have A Time to Kill oh damn it <laughs> I stung you
0: I jabbed you yeah I hate when I have to give you the win this early I am I'm in the hole so I'm going to score this two for the money Um, and I'm going to say one Point because we couldn't even get two people on board for this two for the money (laughs) bullshit and then um a time to kill is that's right around a hundred and it's gonna i think it's landing at 125 125 minutes of action absolutely i like that is that is my because you know me Court, it's, courtroom, courtroom drama Brown. you know I love and it.
1: this has got one of the the like this is his coming out party this that courtroom that that's thing he does there's whoever was
0: on makeup was obsessed with sweat for sure
1: right like we right. get
0: we get they live in the south but does every air conditioning <laughs> and every like building need to be broken everyone's sweating constantly
1: someone like, get samuel L. jackson a fan
0: Ashley Judd looks like she just walked out of the shower, like fully dressed, like every time she's on there. Like she is like glistening. It's insane, but it's it's fantastic. You know, we do a book club. I've been toying with the idea of a Grisham <gasps> novel. What Ooh. do you think? Is that wild?
1: I've never really read like a Grisham novel. I, I neither have I. It's been too contemporary for me to pick up. All right. Well, that's the, I try to make it sound like I read books all the time. Read- <laughs> good to, oh, yeah. Contemporary is a good word to
0: use for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah. Say, yeah. Good point, good point. <laughs> Uh, Are right, my number two spot. I'm gonna do um, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, uh, okay, so I want to talk about that. Do you know the story behind that? Uh, I think
1: did we? Ta- I think we talked about talk this, about. Talk. but yeah, but but, it but take point. away. But it's a good story. So, it's-
0: sure. Yeah. It's um. It's actually Matthew. So if you guys seen Wolf of Wall Street, he does the thing where he like oh like this kind of like tribal uh, like, on chest uh, and makes and he yeah obviously he does in the movie, but that's actually his it's like his preparation like warm-up exercise yeah so Leonardo DiCaprio saw him doing that and he's just like what's that and he's just like it's how I warm up And he's like DiCaprio's like can we use it in the movie and then Makana is just like yeah sure let's go for it so it's like Makana you like literally bringing his prep to set and they're just like can we use this and then they just kind of pull that thing in which happens then it happens later because like you know uh Belfort, the character that Leonardo DiCaprio plays, lifts it and actually, you know, uses it for, like to get his crew fired up. So it's funny how like just this casting led us like kind of constant, which just shows you how Scorsese makes movies, which is just fucking fantastic. Because you watch Wolf of Wall Street too, you know they didn't write all those lines verbatim for how like Jonah Hill likes. But there's a lot of Jonah Hill in it in a good way, just like yes. the way he talks, like. That movie, I hated in the fucking theaters, and then like now it is on my top fifteen list
1: of all. Ooh, three, sure. that what a, yeah. what a, what a turnaround! Yeah, absolutely. um,
0: short. Sure, he still has that Dallas Buyers Club weight for sure. Yes, but just, a little like, thin. It's a very short scene. Like I think he's like on screen for a grand total of like seven minutes. But uh, yeah,
1: kills mean, it. it, kills so it, much, yeah. long lasting through that movie. Um, I still don't understand. I you and I could thanks for sharing that story i don't understand how that warms you up beating on your chest like that but just goes to show he's he's i don't
0: think any of us know how matthew mcconaughey works so this is like what i was gonna it, say that, yeah that he's you're a little fucking, puzzled about like he's how, a
1: mystery wrapped in, his <laughs>
0: yeah how that fires him up but it's you know um oh i thought about not to bring it god okay we will limit the me. number of times we bring up our book club we're not trying to humble brag that we read books most awesome and i are both literate there you go secrets right. out thank you, everybody if you thought the opposite. I thought about McConaughey's like memoirs thing he sent out too.
1: Oh, what? I heard this is I people were talking about this.
0: An inspiring read. All right. Save All right. it for not the pot. Save bottom. it for the pot. <laughs> <or the> <laughs> we really have to save it for not the pot. Uh
1: I'm gonna go with number two. Uh, I loved this. I, I'm I know you this might get you back in the in the game here, but I'm gonna have to go with you just mentioned it with Dallas Buyers Club. I thought this is oh, yeah. his best yeah, okay. role here.
0: Gets in, gets in the Oscar,
1: right? Gets, gets in the, in the Oscar, Oscar, great story, lost all the weight. But he was he was a dynamic character in this, like super passionate about doing this, like having all the McConaughey things. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and it's a little bit like, I, so I was looking at his IMDb and I was really trying to figure out when that break was from all right, all right, all right to like I can do serious roles. And it's around this time because I don't think anybody was just like, we got to get that guy on an Oscar and it's going to lead into my number one because I am my number one's on the dramatic tip, but it did introduce him. It's just like, Holy shit. Like this guy can carry a dramatic movie without yes. having to kind of lean on taking his shirt off. Like we had the romantic comedies or like, right. The, pop- the
1: magic mic and all this other shit. Yeah. yeah. He did have a couple cuts at it. They're on my, I don't know if you've seen them. They're on my console brackets. Was like, you this
0: want- is Marshall or something.
1: Uh no no this is Marshall oh, I totally forgot about that with Matthew Fox that's a good movie I I that's kind of but that obviously the story is is super dramatic and and yeah. pulls at the heartstrings now I was thinking about in terms of dramatic stuff was um shit oh Mud Have you ever seen well, Mud a,
0: yeah I think Mud's so Mud's later is Mud later okay Mud's later yeah and he does uh this is fun because I want to bring up Mud he does because you never hear this question answered but someone did ask him like what was his favorite role or what was his favorite like movie to star in or some question like that i'm not getting the exact thing but he said mud yeah like he loved he he really like loved making that movie and his performance today i need i need to see it for sure
1: i've seen it once it's good the The other one i was gonna say is killer joe which is another good one tracy yeah. Letts wrote that one uh i liked it but the story was good but it was like it was a departure from the rom-com or like kind of hey wild and out there characters that he typically was playing you know what i mean
0: yeah so i think both of those i look but i'm i'm pretty sure like all like dallas fires club led up to what what i'm talking about as my number one and i also think i don't know if dallas fires like because i feel like this might have shot like simultaneous with dallas fires come out after but it like it kind of it was that second wave of HBO TV and its wide yes. category performances as opposed we, to movies. Yeah, same number one because I'm we not, tied. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about True Detective.
1: A hundred percent. Yes, it was uh, also bringing yes. back like the the like the mini for like actors. Like, oh, this is this is what you can do and this is yeah
0: a little yeah the mini series you're absolutely right like it was like we're gonna shoot one season like eight episodes and then we're walking away and it's like it turns into like a little bit of an anthology series right like Mm -hmm. the second season is kind of departure from that and just like set this tone of tv and uh my constellation bracket i did have the previous time that we saw matthew mcconaughey and woody harrelson hook up which was ed tv which is oh it's a fun hang. Like it's a, a good time. one. Like, yeah, it's still like it's still on there. Like it's it's got a little bit of a I, I think the Truman show was around the same time, so obviously not the same, yes. premise, but all those one of those weird things where movies kind of double up like Volcano and Armageddon on that shit. Like it just kind of had that thing, but it's like I he's just he's that charming, so he can run the gamut. So definitely worth our time. Um, all right, buddy, I'm going to I'm gonna have to give you the win because at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is you have this Oscar win, and then we're boiling yeah. down for two <laughs> for the money pitted against a time <laughs> to kill, <laughs> which is not a battle at all. So that is your W. Okay, real fast, Brandon right to Gambling Corner, bring us to that jam. <laughs> Uh, this is super early but you know um we're just kind of um fucking making this pot happen we're happy oh, yeah. we make it good so let's beat some people their takes on this let's talk about 2022 ncaa football championship
1: i like so, it i love it odds.
0: so we all know from past things that you one of your big traditions for you during the year is picking your college football magazines and you got them buddy i got you, it. I- do you fly through it like in june is it like a chapter a day like just kind of like out back
1: yeah it's it's like uh you know pick it up and read it you know a couple pages here or there you know scroll obviously the first thing you just i find michigan read up all on that just see where we're at with that i like to see the big write-ups on it you know i judge my team by like is it a two-pager or is it just a one-pager this year it's a (laughs) one-pager
0: one pager. Yeah. So, you know,
1: but but I like I like reading all the like the preseason hype and all the all the guys and like, you know, who's first team all NCA defense, you know, offense, that sort of stuff. Who, who are the star breakouts that are, you know, going to be coming up for for this year's class. I like to kind of get that under my belt and then start perusing te- teams as we get it along.
0: So, write me this cuz this will be important when we get into the odds. So, basically I have I have 10 teams before the odds start getting a little bit more ridiculous. Are we going to a 12-team playoff this year?
1: I don't think so. I think they're flirting with it, but I don't think so. I don't think anything has been announced officially.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's officially down. We're going to a 12-team playoff.
1: We will right? get there.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's going to happen, which is kind of I, it's kind of a wild jump, but I do like the preventative of just like, why are we just going to ratchet this up slowly? Like, let's just yeah. kind of get I mean, let's, all- in. let's, let's save it for when we get closer because that'll be a good back and forth yeah. so right now. Let's talk about championship odds. I'll give you, I'll give you the chip odds and we'll talk a little bit right now. So Alabama plus 200 Clemson plus three seventy five, Georgia plus 500 Ohio state plus 500 Oklahoma plus 700 Texas A&M plus two grand Iowa state plus 2300 Florida plus 2800. LSU plus twenty two hundred. I don't know why that's lower. USC plus three thousand. So guys, here's your here's your top ones real fast that I just mentioned um, in this order for the most part. LSU is kind of out of place. I'll put them in place. It is Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Texas A and M, LSU, Iowa State, Florida, USC. That's kind of how they're rolling out the favorites.
1: Interesting. Um. So right off the bat, obviously Bama comes to make immediate sense, right? Sure. They're kind of always, you know, one of I, I don't I don't get the Georgia at plus 500 in the three spot tied with in Ohio the, State. Right. Tied with Ohio, you felt the rest. In fact, I you know, I don't quite get Ohio you felt the rest either, but I'll give you my reasons why here. So Georgia returned seven offensive players. Uh, but their offense wasn't great. They lose George Pickens who tore his ACL and they bring back JT Daniels who it's uh, kind of hit and miss, right? This isn't like a dynamic, like offensive team uh, from last year there, they were like a grinded out, you know, and oh, they put up 30 points a game, but they're, they won on their defense. Um, they lose all their starters, all their defensive, you know, secondary uh, Packers and Jaguars drafted their, their two corners. Um I just don't see them being in the the final four this year, Ohio. They're going to start a, a, a potentially a redshirt freshman or a true freshman uh, as at quarterback. Um, they returned six players offensively. Now they've got a lot of offensive weapons, but their quarterback is an unknown entity, you know? So unless you're, unless you think JC Stroud or uh, Kyle McCord are going to be the guys like that are up and coming, that are going to take them to the title. I don't, I, I this seems like a foolhardy bet. You know what I mean? Versus like, A team like Oklahoma, what did you say Oklahoma was? Plus what? 700.
0: So they're right in that five spot.
1: Yeah. So, so.
0: And big big drop to six. Oklahoma at the five spot. And then we get into like the plus 2000 range. So Oklahoma seven to one. Yeah. And then we jump right into 20 to ones.
1: So, so here's, here's the thing Oklahoma returns eight starters on offensive, nine starters defensively. I think they went like nine and two last year. All right, they play in the Big Twelve, which they they really have to put up with Iowa State. So we can talk a little bit more about Iowa State. But Spencer Rattler is an early Heisman favorite. All right, so he's a little turnover prone. Uh, redshirt sophomore coming out in Lincoln Riley's offense. This is a team that last year returned eight starters. Now, now mind you, they got two transfers from Tennessee that played. Erica Gray, who's going to fill in in the running back spot, move right in, and then uh, Wanya Morris, or left tackle. So basically they're they're basically a complete team. Creed Humphrey, their center, who got drafted by the, the Chiefs. That's the really their own, only like new like new new starter position. All the rest of the guys have 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 time in there. They put up 43 points a game last year. And Spencer Rattler was inconsistent early on to start the season. He's going to have a year of spring ball. He's going to have a real kind of like practice, you know, ramp up 495 yards. And they're returning nine of their, their 11 starters on defense at plus 700. This is worth your investment over Georgia or uh, Ohio. You fill out the rest.
0: Okay. I like that. I mean, do you, I mean, you have to ask yourself an honest question, too? Like, can Oklahoma like roll through, like, beat an Alabama and then beat a Clemson? Let's say everything just goes chalk.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing Alabama r- with a true sophomore quarterback, Bryce yeah. Young. Okay, three offensive returning starters, seven defensively. So they're going to be traditional, uh, you know, Bama team, strong defensively. Again, Bama has gone through this where they roll through their their coordinators. They go off and get different positions. Steve Sarkeesian is now, the, was the offensive coordinator, is now the head coach of Texas. So who do they backfill with? They backfill with Bill O'Brien. Yes, that Bill O'Brien. So great offensive mind, but now we've got a new... <laughs> Your face, your face is amazing. Wow, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> never
0: guess. That just seems like two worlds colliding. Exactly, like, you know.
1: But he's been in there. You know, he's been in the the, the collegiate realms before, and it's a good stopgap for a coach to you know kind of go in there and, and coach with Saban. It's a good resume builder. But you've got Bryce Young, who's kind of an unproven uh, quarterback. Now Clemson is a little bit better uh, for offensive returning starters line returning defense. Uh, but their defense wasn't great. They gave up a lot of big plays in that Brent Venable uh, defense. And they the, the quarterback who filled in for Trevor Lawrence when he had COVID, uh, DJ U, Uagalele, L- Lely, uh looked pretty good, but they lose a lot of their position starters, their, like, skill position players. So I give me a team that has comparable athletes returning their starters. I, I like that. Uh, Texas A&M could be there, but they have a question. They, they bring everybody, every skill position player back. Uh, but the the quarterback is going to be the big question mark. That'd be yeah. somebody to look at. Um, Florida, fuck, the, 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 you're wasting your time. LSU, yeah. you're wasting your time. Yeah. The, the wheels fell off for Coach O. Uh, USC, Clay Helton, the head coach is on the hot seat. Clendon Solvis uh, might be an NFL quarterback, but uh, I think they're just – kind of projecting him out but iowa state is an interesting one what's iowa state plus
0: 2300 23 plus
1: 20 wow that's a big number it would have to be a real miracle run for iowa state but they return a lot of players nine offensively nine defensively uh i think you have to
0: ask like can they win their conference and even if they do, will they get like one of the four slots?
1: Yes. And they almost beat, they had a down season. They lost three games last year. They lost to Oklahoma and the big 12 championship. I think like 27, 21, they're going to have to muddy up the game, but they've got Brock Purdy or a turning starter. He's got to work on his ints. Uh, uh, probably the best running back. Uh, Bryce Hall and then uh, ran for over 1,500 yards. They bring back, I think, almost all the offensive line. And then Charlie Kohler, their um, uh, tight end, who will be drafted in the NFL. And then they, they bring back their leading wide receiver. Matt Campbell, the head coach. flirted around with a lot of head coaching offers from the NFL. Um, they might be interesting. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but if you're looking for that deep long shot at plus 2,300, that's the team that I would I would look at.
0: I love it. So right now, yeah, absolutely, you're right. Like Alabama at like the two to one, like that's not even worth it this early. Yeah. Like I don't. I mean, granted, like it always comes when you kick yourself when I mean they're just cooking with gas. But something like that, yeah. I don't think it's worth it. Uh, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, email of the year. Um, thanks for sending it in. We're gonna take your ten Mavi dollars, put it on Iowa State. Ooh. So it might be two hundred thirty Mavi dollars coming your way, but I'm gonna I put like that in it. for you. Right. Now, guys, thanks for listening to the MAB Sports Podcast, episode 173. You got an email for us. Shoot it. it may be sports podcast at gmail.com. You know where to find it. Send that email over. You want to challenge us. It may have it. Let him know. Send a little checklist. He'll get it. Uh, let's hit our MVPs of the week real fast. I might get 60%
1: uh, of it. That's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. I think with your point you you're like right at 70. It was close. Yeah. It's a push. It's a push. Um, I got Suns at Four, guys. <laughs> I ended it earlier. Beautiful. This guy's on Cameo now. Devin Booker reached out. He was like, I think he tweeted out. He's just like, I got to know who the Suns and Four guy was. I figured out who it was. Autographed a jersey, sent it over. There. You didn't know if he was going to be like a witness for like the court or the assault charges, but no, instead of assault charges, he gets a sign at Devin Booker jersey and also getting tickets to conference finals for the Suns. So, um, yeah, next time someone talks shit and you need free tickets, I guess hit him in the mouth. Not what I'm saying. Not what the podcast is talking about. Is one of those times that it did work out in his favor.
1: I like it. I, I like it. It's a great, it's a great story. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Madden cover, Mahomes and Brady. Oh yeah, looking at putting it together. I like it. Old guard, new guard. Uh, Madden cover, rolling it out again.
0: You know, it's, it's so like if I, if Tom Brady was a Minnesota Viking, I would be the biggest fucking Tom Brady fan in the world. Like borderline, might wear his jersey like that.
1: To bed. Yeah. But, well, to <laughs> bed. <I'm
0: basically> <laughs> um, all right, guys, you know the email address. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. I am Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off.
1: Most awesome. Folks, you didn't find out how we warm up every podcast, and it goes like this Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. wow, 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 wow
0: fame. She likes glamour, Glamour. runway, style, fame.
1: She likes (laughs) fashion. She likes fashion.